Hello, I'm Lat Blaylock and I've got some thoughts for you today on Luke chapter 1 and the verses about old Zachariah the priest who became the father of John the Baptist. When I was uh, an undergraduate I was doing biblical studies at university and I was always interested in the period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Imagine that, it's 400 years really from the end of the Old Testament uh, to this time that we come to in today's reading. And uh, there have been centuries before that when there seemed to be a prophet or a patriarch or a judge or a battle or a godly king or an ungodly king or, or something or other uh, every few decades. And then after Daniel, there was pretty much radio silence from God for almost four centuries. I wonder what it was like to be the people of God, to be the Jewish people in that period between the two testaments. I wonder what it was like to be old Zechariah, the priest in this passage of our scriptures. He... Um, carried on doing what the people of God always do in dry times. He kept up with the worship. He tried to be, the words are, upright in the sight of God. He stand, uh, stand straight, stand tall for God. It's not a bad model for us, actually. Uh, I think every Christian person, everyone who's a part of the people of God, has periods of the Christian life when the spirit is not letting off humdinger fireworks every evening. In my 60 years of Christian experience, that has been most of my experience, that the day-by-day -day steadiness of trying to follow Christ is much more common than the explosions of uh, the presence of God that really shift and turn and change us in an instant. But, brothers and sisters, who knows if tomorrow, when you go to pray, who knows if today, while you're at worship, will be the terrifying day when the angel comes. These verses paint a picture of the temple worship of the years before Christ came. Even an old nobody of a priest from up in the hill country got a turn to burn the incense. And this event happened when it was Zachariah's turn. Imagine John McGinley, for instance, got invited to go down to Canterbury and do his stuff at the high altar in Canterbury Cathedral. That's what it was a bit like for Zachariah. He's honoured and he goes up to Jerusalem and he's going to stay a few days because his turn has come up to be the priest who does the service in the temple, the highest, uh, holiest place in the whole of the faith of the Jewish people of God. You probably know this, but the temple is organised like a series of boxes inside each other. So the, the outermost box is called the Court of the Gentiles, where anyone can pray. And inside of that is the Court of the Women. It was a sexist uh, era and uh, the women were allowed to go in there and play and then the court of Israel where grown-up uh, Jewish men could go and then the court of the priests box inside a box inside a box inside a box and in the middle of the court of the priests the holy place and right inside of there the most uh, internal box of all the holy of holies where only the high priest went once a year so we should imagine that Zachariah's job is to go through all those courtyards until he gets to the holy place and there to burn incense in the presence of God and it's a very high honour. And he goes behind the curtains to do that. So he takes the incense, goes behind the curtains and uh, does his, uh, his official job as the priest. And there he is when the angel comes. Now, I do love Holy Trinity's Christingle services at Christmas, but they can confuse and mislead us into thinking that an angel is like a four-year-old with some fairy wings stuck on their back with elastic. And this is not a true image of biblical angels. Biblical angels are terrifying. Have you noticed that every time an angel appears in the scriptures, the angel says, the first thing they say is, don't be scared. That is because the very sight of an angel in biblical narrative fills you with dread. 
But there he is. This is Gabriel, the biggest and scariest of all the angels of God. He is nothing like a four-year-old with uh, uh, paper wings tied to his back. And he gives his message. After, don't be terrified, he gives old Zachariah, your prayer has been heard. That is a fantastic message to hear. It's true. It's always true. God always hears the prayers. But here it comes back to old Zachariah, your prayer has been heard. And he has promised a child. You and Elizabeth will bear a child at the old age that you're at. And the two of them, uh, the angel and Zachariah, have a little chat. Zachariah's got a few extra messages to give. And uh, uh, the, the angel listens and answers. And it doesn't go completely perfectly, but it goes well enough. Now just imagine there, outside the curtain, okay? All the people who've turned up for the service on this particular morning, uh, they think that Zachariah's been in there for ages. And they're starting to wonder what's going on. Some of them have only popped in for a quick pray and they've left the cooker on and they're hoping to get back in time for breakfast. Some of them are whispering to each other or saying to each other, that's Zachariah, you know, he's come down from the hill country, he's never been here before. He's that old, I reckon he's had a heart attack. I reckon he's fallen sick. I think perhaps he's died. And some of them uh, wonder what is going to happen next. But then there's a little twitch of the curtain and out he comes, but he can't speak. He's got no voice at all. And he uses hand gestures to tell them about Angel. What do you think he did? Big wings, big wings. I don't know. But he uses hand gestures and uh, he's got no voice and uh, he's terrified. Perhaps he just pulled the face of a frightened man and he gets the message across. And after a time has gone by, then he heads for home. Imagine him on his way home thinking to himself, what shall I, what shall I say to Elizabeth? Uh, I don't know if I want to mention the word pregnancy to her. Um, it's a bit embarrassing to have to say that the honestly only time that God has ever spoken to me in my whole ministry, my whole life as a priest, uh, I didn't really believe it and I, I, I made a bit of a mess of it. What would he say when he got home? Maybe he got home and Elizabeth said to him, how are you? And he said, and he couldn't speak and he wrote a message for her to say, I've lost my voice while I was at the temple and she wondered if you could get a speech and language therapist up in the hill country. But, you know, the weeks went by, a couple of months, and their household was just filled with joy because the word of God, that she would become pregnant in her old age and that they would be parents like the age of most people's grandparents, despite Zachariah's unbelief, despite his dumbness, despite his scepticism and despite the mess up that he felt he had made, the angel's words came true and elderly Elizabeth there she was. She was going to have a baby. So that's the story. The story with which St. Luke chooses to begin his narrative of the Messiah, of the Christ, of Jesus, God incarnate. God become one of us. God become human. The story starts here. And always in these Gospels, the messages that lurk there are so important for us. And I've got five really simple ones for you from this story, this narrative this morning. The first, uh, all of these actually come from verses 14, 15, 16 and 17, if you've got your scriptures open there. And the first one is that the baby that God sent was going to bring delight and joy to Zachariah and Elizabeth. Uh, and I believe this, that, that Zachariah is a model, Elizabeth is a pattern for the rest of us, that God has delight and joy for you, ahead of you, in your life. Uh, some days it doesn't feel so joyful, does it? Some days there's not much delight. 
But join me, please, this morning, hoping that you will see the delight and joy that God has for you coming up over the horizon like it did for Zachariah and Elizabeth when she realised that she really was expecting. Second lesson, second message, the delight and joy were wider than the couple. It says it'll bring delight and joy to you, Zachariah and Elizabeth, but also to many more, to many others. I reckon that we should, as uh, Christian people, share the delight and the joy that God gives us more easily and more readily than we often do. So let's keep it to ourselves. We keep it within the Christian community. But the delight and joy that God gives us to is to be spoken out, is to be shared, is to be put out into the community uh, so that everybody can benefit from it. Here's the third hidden message in this story for me. It's that uh, the angel told Zachariah that the baby would be filled with the spirit, but not when he went to Soul Survivor as a teenager or when he went to New Wine or Greenbelt as a grown-up. This baby's going to be filled with the spirit, says the angel, from birth. And this reminds me of what I know from experience of working with children in Holy Trinity over many, many years, that uh, we really need to we really need to listen to our children and we need to listen to them because they ever so often hear the word of God clear and simple, where people my age make it complex and very missable and indistinct. Listen to the children. They're full of the spirit. That's part of what Luke is telling us in these verses. And here's a fourth one that the baby was going to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and vice versa. This is a sign of God's power. Families communicate their love for each other more and better. And the last one says that this baby was there to make the path ready for God to come. And that's actually what we're all here for. Us who try to be part of the people of God, who try to follow Jesus, who try to live Christian lives. As we all are required, asked and sent to make the path ready for God to come. We might finish our reflection this morning with this prayer. God of all our lives, thanks because you used old Zachariah and Elizabeth with their rather rickety faith to open up the path on which your kingdom came marching in. Give us all the clear vision of children to see the way that you make for your kingdom to come in our lives and in our city today. Amen.